son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's, oh my goodness, it's 9.20. But where else would you rather be as a Steelers fan? With me, as always, except when he's not, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, the reason for us being late tonight. How's it going? (laughs) Ice, ice, baby. (laughs) I'm going to say, how's that bus feel that I just threw you under? (laughs) Uh, actually, I was going to go in there and say, no, Steel Dog, it was, no, I was just going to say, hey, Steel Dog, not technical issues. Um, I was, I had my other paying gig tonight going on. I had to call a basketball game, the college where I work. Um, announced, not officiate, yes, so people understand. You're, yes. you're, you do the, the color commentating or however you, what do they call it? MC? No, not the color commentating, really just announcing, just, you know. Okay. Um, From way downtown. <laughs> Yeah. From downtown. Yeah. Yeah. For three. Yep. So um and it was I and it's icy up here. And, and it's icy up here. So I was a little slow slow getting home. And if you anybody sees me during this looking at my phone, things like that. My wife has actually went to Kyle's game over in West Virginia, about an hour and a half away, and they're trying to get home by not taking the interstate because the interstate is closed due to Ice and accidents. Yes. So, so um, if you hear a long soliloquy or monologue or whatever you want to call it of me talking and big and for those of you watching live, um, big bro's disappearing. 
that might be why. Or it might be a regular Tuesday. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, but... Uh, so um i lost you you muted yourself so uh it's back to me and i didn't do it either um let's see if i could there i just tried to unmute you and it's still not working so uh it's just me um you need to do it on Streamyard, there bro i can't do it either it's not your mic it's on the computer (laughs) my uh my Connection wasn't quite tight, and I went to tighten it yep. up. It actually loosened it at first. What? It wasn't quite tight because Rich, you you got to know. Else gets a little tight. Tight. No tight. Yeah, that you know that's 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 what it is. But uh, we got to get to the Steelers, man. But even before we get to the to, yeah. to the Steelers, something else we are going to talk about just a little bit. Playoffs. Yeah, that's right. Playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. Yes, we're going to talk to playoffs because you know why? There were two games that happened this weekend. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about them. But uh, nope. I, have an, I have an article coming out on the website tomorrow. That's, that's how we're bringing this back. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Article coming out tomorrow that's basically giving a, a refresher course on something that might be coming up with the league later on this year. And that is um, – do you think the Steelers bring the Steelers? Sorry. Do you think the NFL brings back something similar to what they had as their quote unquote three qu- or third quarterback rule that they had from 1991 through through 2010? Do you think the NFC Championship game is going to bring is going to do bring back some form of that rule? Maybe. That was that game that was, was ugly. <laughs> the game was ugly, and you know Brock Purdy then having to go back into the game hurt, and finding out how hurt he was later. Yeah. My goodness, he's got like a six. He's gonna be out for like six months. I know. Yeah, he had no business having to go back in that game. But what hmm. else could they do? They needed, you know. Sure, he just kept turning around, hand the ball off, turn around, hand the ball off. He threw two passes right around the line of scrimmage. Two passes, Might have even been four yards. Yep. And the only other pass attempt was a long pass attempt by Christian McCaffrey. That was it. In a game that they were trailing significantly and needed to get back in, it made for a very disappointing product. I mean, did, did you think there was any way they could, uh, without, a, without the defense like scoring a touchdown. Did you really see any way that San Fran was going to be able to get back to that game? It was going to be hard enough with a, with a healthy quarterback. I uh, wouldn't know. I didn't get to see any of that game. Oh, I was, okay. I was, I was hunting. You were hunting. Honest. Okay. I was hunting. That's fine. But uh, that's really what, what happened that I, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm just putting in time watching this game because the outcome really isn't in doubt. I mean, it was there was 12 and a half minutes left in the third quarter when Josh Johnson went out with the concussion and Brock Purdy had to come back in. Um, and as we know, the NFL loves to overreact. Well, I'll say, well, react and sometimes overreact to things that go on in their premier games. Specifically, the culprit is the NFC Championship game. <laughs> Back, remember back in 2018, you remember that one? That was, if I rem- to remind you who was in the game, you might help remember, between the uh, the New Orleans Saints and Los Angeles Rams. Do you remember what happened there that uh, caused the Steelers to lose to the Seahawks the next year? 
No. <laughs> that was oh, the, wait, yeah. that was that was where they thought they should have should be allowed to challenge for pass interference. Yes, because a really bad pass interference call. I mean, you you could make the argument that there might have been one specific angle that you couldn't see pass interference because at first I'm like, I don't think that was pass interference. And then I saw another angle, I'm like, oh, that's definitely 100% pass interference. And the defender even admitted to trying to interfere because he didn't want to give up the touchdown and they just didn't call it. And they made, and they, so what did NFL do to react? Well, let's make pass interference, um, a, a reviewable and challengeable penalty, which you were at that game. Oh, it was terrible. And the, the standard for what was supposed to overturn a pass interference call was not utilized in that game. And that was a huge game changing play in that game. It was. And that was actually that game that mm-hmm. early in the season was the beginning of the end of that rule. Yes. Because if you noticed they, they overturned that one. That was the Steelers Seahawks week two. That was the game that Ben Roethlisberger got hurt in. It was Mason Rudolph ends, Russell Wilson to DK Metcalf. I mean, I'm, I'm and they caught it on Terrell Edmonds, if you remember. Yeah. And it wasn't pass interference. It wasn't. Even on review, it wasn't. The rules official comes in and says, no, there, there's no way they consider doing this. And they overturn it. And if you notice, it, I think it took eight weeks of the NFL season before they overturned another one. Because they knew how bad it was that they overturned that one. So that was a rule change. There was a rule change last year from the... It wasn't the a- AFC championship game. It was the divisional round. Buffalo, Kansas City. Buffalo takes the lead. 13 seconds left. They give up a 13-second drive for a field goal to Kansas City. Goes to overtime. Kansas City wins a flip, scores a touchdown. Buffalo never touches the ball again. New rule in the playoffs. Both teams have to touch the ball, even if it's a touchdown. New rule for this year. So now, will that rule ever come into play? We will see. But this came back from 1990. There was a game where Washington. I'm afraid if I say their old mascot that will get that will get flagged on YouTube because my goodness, if you say if you say Washington's old mascot on on in a comment section on SB Nation, they automatically um, they automatically delete your comment. Kind of ridiculous, okay. but that's who they were back in the 1990s. Um, well, but you could say the Washington Maroon, yes, something. Okay, so um, I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't have changed the name. I'm just saying that's who they were then. So for yes. when people say that's who they were, it's kind of, it, it's kind of, yeah. Um, but back back to that, it was Brian Mitchell, the running back, had to come in and quarterback a, a game for them because mm-hmm. they lost both of their quarterbacks. That was in 1990. Um, I, I laid all this out. They made that rule change where basically if you had a quarterback on your inactive list, they would dress. They're still inactive. They would dress. And if there was an emergency, they could come into the game. But if they came in before the fourth quarter, then neither of the other two quarterbacks could come back in the game. Correct. I actually kind of liked the way that was yeah. written then. Do, do you know how many times it? that was implemented in 20 years? I don't know. None. Once in the third to last game before the rule went away. So not the Super Bowl. It was an NFC championship game. They were the early game, 2010. You know, who was the later game? 
That was Steelers Jets. Yes, it was. So that would have been Green Bay and Chicago. Okay. And Jay Cutler gets hurt. And what was the name of the other guy? I can't remember. I, I wrote it down. Todd Collins, I think it was, came in. Someone, it was a name like that. Um, couldn't complete a pass. So with a minute left in the third quarter, they brought in their third quarterback, Caleb Haney, who for the rest of the third quarter only handed the ball off. So it could have been the other quarterback and it wouldn't have made anything, but it didn't become an issue. They were down 14, nothing. He almost brought them back for the win. He, 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 he um, had two touchdown drives, but unfortunately he also gave up a pick six and then another interception that ended the game. So that's the only time that that rule is implemented. So, we're, we've gone on about that a little bit. Wouldn't so. In other words, if you want to look at the twenty twenty, sorry, twenty twenty two Steelers, that would have meant that Mason Rudolph could have been in uniform, but just couldn't be utilized until the third quarter, unless it was a you know, or or he would, or else he had to be the guy the rest of the way. Worthwhile? Yeah, hmm. I would not be surprised to see that same rule back in effect. Yeah. Do you know why? They why they took that away? Why in the in the CBA it was during the lockout. Remember the lockout year? Yep. Yeah. The NFL coaches wanted what they wanted the extra roster spot that that would be, but not have to use it on a quarterback. That's when they moved from forty five to forty six players active, and and but and now it's even forty eight, and there's nothing keeping a team from having three quarterbacks active but it's going to be one of those 48. So now they even have three more players that they could use it on and they don't. So now you're talking about another player that could be dressed. Oh, we'll see what happens in the off season, but I have a feeling that'll be um, so, some interesting thing. I'll, I'll ask a lot of people are wondering, because I know what Pittsburgh dad had to say about this. You weren't one of those Steelers fans pulling for the Bengals, were you? Oh, heck no. <laughs> did you watch the episode this week? I did. Of course. <laughs> Where he's like, where he's cashing everything, um, because he, you know, he he was upset about Steelers fans that would cheer for the Bengals. That the uh, anyway, you have to go watch that. So uh, interesting, uh, Kyle, Kyle and I. Now we actually watched that game um, yeah. after we got home, and at the at the end, I was like, you know, cue the crying Bengals lady. Wow, yeah, yeah. so so. Um, and then some people were were upset with the officiating in that second game. I'll be honest with you. I was watching it, especially the second half, on my phone with no sound. So I wasn't getting a lot of the – I did turn on the sound to try to figure out what was going on in the do-over. But other than that, I wasn't listening to, to – so I, was, I wasn't influenced by what they were saying on TV. I was just drawing my own opinions. They were, they so. were technically, you know, and again – at first, I was kind of iffy, especially about the, you know, redoing that third down. But then when they showed, and they showed that official run in, and then when you actually figured out that that mm-hmm. the head referee had started the clock when he, you know, announced and said. And he wasn't supposed know, to. To start the clock, and he wasn't supposed to. That official was correct. To he was right. To try to stop the play. Yeah. And once an official tries to stop a play, the rule is the play never it's happened. Done. So it's not like they did anything they shouldn't have. It just kind of sucks. Now, and then what? He, what's even worse is then it's a they call a penalty on, but which was a pass interference on the next play. But Holy also you have to look back holding. at that. Or defensive hold. Yeah, it was one of. I wasn't listening at that time. I just could. I just saw the replay and yeah. I knew that's what it was. But um, 
they didn't score on that drive. They ended up after that first down, they didn't get another first down. They ended up punting. And other than changing a little bit of what the clock was, which ultimately would have been what the clock would have run off anyway from the play. It didn't really change all that much. So some interesting stuff. So that was NFL stuff, and, but let's get and to I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. The play by the linebacker at the end of the game for the Bengals was a penalty. It was a penalty. It was. I just feel bad for him be because he was going, down. he was going hard trying to make a play and lost track of where the sideline was. And you just can't yeah. do that. Yep. You know, sometimes you get called for a penalty that that you feel bad that it's a penalty, but it's still a penalty. You know, there are times when players, they don't want to grab the face mask. They just happen to do it. You know, it's not, it doesn't mean yeah. that you're trying to do it. It's just one of those things. So interesting matchup for the Super Bowl. Um, first time after, after Philly won the game, I knew going into the next game, it was either going to be the first time you have two African-American quarterbacks going up against each other in the Super Bowl, or it would have been, if the Bengals would have won, the first time two quarterbacks with three years or under experience in the NFL would have been matched up in the in the Super Bowl. So it would have been one or the other. So, uh, yeah, I did a I did an article that, that uh, got a lot of good discussion going about the whole notion of winning a championship with a quarterback that's not on a rookie deal. I mean, you realize you have to go back to 2016. Was it 2018, which I'm getting my years mixed up. I don't know if it's the right year. It might be 2018. You have to go all the way back. You'll, you might remember to the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl to be the last time it was two veteran quarterbacks matched up in the Super Bowl. Ever since then, at least one of those quarterbacks has been on a rookie contract. So, and it was the whole idea of if you spend a bunch of money on a quarterback where they're a high salary cap hit, it's hard to go win the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's really hard. You know, um, I'm pretty sure with my research, the highest salary cap Super Bowl quarter win Super Bowl winning quarterback is Tom Brady when he was with the Buccaneers at 25 million. Think of what the salary cap is that now. A lot of that's just a number. What really tells you is the percentage, meaning as the salary cap goes up, how much of a percentage it is. But yeah. uh, that's one of those things that's tough. Um, if you look at it, Ben Roethlisberger, he won one Super Bowl in his rookie contract. His other Super Bowl was the first year of his new contract, which means it had a low cap hit for that year. The way it worked out, right? Once once Ben Roethlisberger's cap hit went went up. The Steelers made the Super Bowl in the uncapped year, so you can't even know what percentage it was of the cap. But uh, they didn't. And some people are like, oh, well, that was more about injuries that, that kept the Steelers from the Super Bowl, you know, in the 20-teens. But isn't part of the problem of not being able to overcome injuries is you don't have a deep enough roster, and a lot of that's because of the salary cap? I mean, that argument, you know, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's an argument that can be made, sure. Yeah, a lot, lot of things to consider. So let's get on. The Cam Hayward was named to the Pro Bowl this, today um, as a replacement. Should have been there in the first place. Second most sacks in his career and doesn't even make the Pro Bowl. Um, and any other time he hit double-digit sacks for the season, he would, he made all pro. And this year he wasn't even going to make the Pro Bowl. But now he did. Um and so I, I, I'm happy for that. Uh, Steelers got uh, him and Minka will be there because TJ Watt will not. It's the Pro Bowl games. I'm not, probably not going to watch any of it, but 
I just like to look at the accolades for the Steelers players. Yeah, um, say, I, I won't have anything to do with it. Yeah, some some yeah. other things to do this weekend. Yeah, and uh, you know some some coaching hirings going on around the league. Crazy, you know, trading of first round draft picks in order to hire a coach and stuff like that. Let's talk Steelers. Let's really dive more into Steelers. Steelers. I mean, we've just been chatting here for a while, just like we're shooting the breeze, getting ready to go. Let's talk running backs. I don't know about you, but this is the best running back situation that the Steelers had in 2022 that I've had that I felt for a while. Um, overall, as a team, yes, yeah, yes. I mean, honestly, to come close to that. I would say, you know, when you had Le'Veon Bell and, you know, and James Conner as a rookie in 2017, but even then Bell was playing on, on the franchise tag, which I felt was a lot of money. So I don't know how great that felt before that with James Conner. No, wait a second. That wasn't 28. That was 2018. Sorry. 28. My years are off. James Conner was a rookie in 2017, but he missed most of the season, didn't he? Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, or he missed a portion of the season. Anyway, maybe maybe it was twenty. I can't remember when all that stuff. Those those years are all running together. I do remember sitting in the sitting in the stadium and watching Le'Veon Bell get hurt the final week of the season on Sunday Night Football against the Bengals. Um, which basically they're like, "Yay, the Steelers are going to win the North, and it's going to be a tough road to try to win the next week without a running back when they start someone off the street." So, um, running back has been one of those things that's that's been a problem for the Steelers. When's the last time you felt good? I mean, as good as you felt here. That's a great question. I'd have to get- say Willie Parker and Drew <laughs> Bettis. <laughs> maybe can we go back somewhere yeah. maybe when when we had, you know, I, I, when when your when your mm-hmm. number two guy was you know, Chris Fuamatu Bad Malafala yeah, Bad Malafala yeah um, there was also where you had um, when you had D'Angelo Williams backing up Le'Veon Bell that was True. that was pretty good that was pretty good that was pretty good you know do you go back to that with Fuamatu Malafala and Deuce Daly yeah so yeah mm-hmm. um well they more. Yeah. Was in that bunch in there as well? I mean, that that wasn't necessarily a great we didn't necessarily have what I would call a fantastic great back like we have potentially with Najee, but it was a good room. Yeah. You know, you had faith in all you know, in pretty much all of them. Um I don't know, but I'm like you, I'm feeling pretty good about uh we we Let's let's take a trip. <laughs> let's take a trip in Brian Anthony's David's in Bad's DeLorean. Bad's okay. DeLorean. There you let's go. Let's go in Bad's DeLorean, and let's back up just a year, just a year to this conversation. What it looked like last year. What did this conversation look like last year? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Look at let, after coming was, up twenty twenty one. It was scary if Najee Harris, anything happened to Najee Harris. Look at what happened right. in week 18 against against the Ravens. He gets dinged up. He comes out. The Steelers offense does nothing. He's got to come back in in the fourth quarter 
to help propel them to a win in overtime. And you're like, if there's no Najee, there's nothing really going on. It was scary this time last year. Yes, because, you know, and if we were having this conversation last year, the talk would have been, we have Najee Harris. And then what? Yes. At least this year, Mm -hmm. moving forward, I'm sitting here saying, okay, we have Najee and Jalen Warren. Yep. Now, we might even have more than that. But I know we've got Najee and Jalen Warren. Yeah. We're okay. Well. We're okay. See, and, and last year, it's, everyone's like, when are the Steelers going to add another running back? When are they going to add another running back? And I kept saying, I think they're going to add another vet in training camp or very late. I, you, you've got to remember, I've, I, I sound like a broken record. I said it a bunch. I said, you need to get to a point where a guy that's a, running, a vet running back that's still on the street realizes that this late in the game, I'm not being signed to come in and 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 split carries with Najee Harris 50-50. I'm coming in to be the guy and spell him and be ready to go if he gets injured. Yep. That's what you, that's what I felt the Steelers were waiting for last year to sign someone like that. And they kind of did. Do you remember the running back that they signed last year? Uh yeah, uh Kevin Blosh. Oh no, that was year before. Kevin Blosh. That was 2 years ago? Well, cuz it wasn't in 2022. That was that was to oh. start 2021. Yeah. So to start 2020, it was in training camp. Uh, I don't remember. I'm going to I'm going to mess up the name. I'm going to mess up the name. I can't remember if his last name is a Mick or not. But it's it was um hold on. Yeah, it is Mick. Okay. Jeremy McNichols. Oh, that's right. How many Steelers fans forgot about Jeremy McNichols? He he had filled in for Derrick Henry in years past in Tennessee. The Steelers bring him in, and he gets hurt. And I think by the time he got hurt, I had to go back and see the timeline, and it might be that we didn't know. But the Steelers might have known then that they might have had something with Jalen Warren because they didn't take another shot there. They didn't take another shot. So... The Steelers were ready to have that veteran guy be the next guy. That like a like like a Kalen Balage, but at a higher level. Yeah. Because um, right, Balage, uh, he did not play anywhere in 2022. I think he's on a team for the USFL um, right now. That's going to be playing later this spring, summer, whatever it is they play. So they were trying to go a little bit higher grade than than that, an upgrade there. And then that didn't work out. But by that time, the Steelers got a better gem there. They really did. Yeah, they did. You picked him. I did. We talked about, you know, Camp Phenom, right? Is that what yep. the one we used? Or, uh, or, I think or, so. wait, or did I keep saying Camp Phenom? Uh, you kept saying wrong. Phenom, and we, I think we were to be saying Camp Darling. Darling, yeah. There was a difference, okay. Um, or I kept saying Darling, it was supposed to be Phenom. I can't yeah, even remember. Right. We kept messing that up. But – I, I had wait, on my wait, wait. Who kept messing that up? No, I, I said I kept messing oh, it up. Oh, I thought you said we. And I no, I kept. Like, no, I said we. I just misspoke. I, I kept messing that up. Okay. And we we listed five. I didn't even list. I didn't. I listed running back, but not him. I I listed um, Mateo Durant because if you look at it, when Jalen Warren came in, you, you got to remember though. I was at 
camp. You were like, at camp. What third? The or second fourth. day. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, early on, and I liked what I saw just yeah. in that day that I was there. So I had a little. I had a little bit of you know inside. Yeah. And inside. and I thought that Mateo Durant was was ahead on the depth chart because he got he was given a a bigger signing bonus as an undrafted free agent. So that right there told you that he should have been the bigger that he was the bigger priority over Jalen Warren. And then Jalen Warren came in and just kept turning heads. Should have should should have been the uh the Redmond Award winner until someone finally finally was able to describe to me what that award is. That award isn't something a player should want to win. Because it's basically the award, the way I figured, the, the way it finally was described to me is the player's not all that good, but we've built them up to be something better than they were. So maybe Mark Robinson was more fitting <laughs> with that one. But uh, but Jalen, because Jalen Warren actually did play, actually did contribute. And Najee Harris was better down the stretch. He got healthy. But I wasn't worried when he went off the field. Right, that was the thing. You weren't you weren't having the huge drop in that guy that was coming into spelling. Like in in some ways it was like, you know what? With Warren in there, he's actually really good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. Even better that, you know, and Najee's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. Jalen Warren might even be better. And that's which, why I don't think Najee got nearly as many um targets this year because well, me and my goodness, he was targeted like 14 times in one game last year. Um, because Jalen Warren, I really chewed, chewed got, into that. Got, yeah, got some of those targets, and that was okay. And for me, you know, I like to think as the year went on and Najee got healthy, part of the reason he was able to get healthy is because they didn't have, didn't have to lead on him for, you know, 85 mm-hmm. to 90% of the snaps. Here's here's what's interesting. This is going to be crazy when you really think about it of how of how messed up it kind of is as a Steelers fan. I was not concerned if Najee Harris went down short term last year because I was confident in Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren missed one game last year. He missed Week Twelve against Indy. I was nervous going with that game. I was nervous with that game because see, he only played three snaps against Cincinnati, got hurt early in that game. I was nervous in Cincinnati. I was well, that was at home against Cincinnati. And I was nervous that next week with Indy because I'm like, if if Najee goes down, now what? Now, in that Indy game, both Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland played well in that game. What? Yes, they did. They did. Um, the line, that's when the line was really starting to, to come together in the second half of the season. They both played well in that game. And I was more nervous knowing that, that the, that the backup wasn't there than I would have been if the starter wasn't there, because I felt that the backup was capable. Isn't that kind of weird and irrational? <laughs> well, no, not necessarily irrational. It was just, you knew that you were comfortable with the depth. Yeah. And then suddenly the depth changed. Yes. And so you had the feeling that the step, you know, basically it was like instead of the, instead of taking a small step from one to two, you were taking you you were potentially taking a much larger step, one to three. 
but I wasn't worried about having to go from two to three. Isn't that weird? Because <laughs> yeah, again, it is small, what it is. <laughs> small step. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so uh, we've talked a lot about Jalen Warren. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. We're gonna come back, talk about a little Najee Harris, talk a little bit more of the depth after that, and see what it should be with the Steelers going forward. So if you're here with us on, on YouTube or Facebook Live, we'll be back in a few seconds here on the audio. Check out these possible messages, and we'll be back in just a moment. And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Let's keep rolling here talking about running back. Najee Harris. Was it the injury in the first half of the season? Was it the offensive line still being iffy? Was it the play calling philosophy between, you know, even, you know, you could talk about offensive line coach and offensive coordinator. Was it the quarterback situation? Was it all? What was it with Najee Harris where things just weren't? Was it the the, the quality of opponents? What was it with Najee Harris in the first half of the season that where he just wasn't the same? Okay, I got an opinion on this, and believe it or not, I talked some with our dad about this one. Okay, so that's actually, and we were somewhat in agreement. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, I was kind of impressed. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, um, that that meant he must have been thinking somewhat straight about stuff, not wanting to trade TJ Watt or something like that. <laughs> there, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Um, okay, so uh, I I see it as as two major things and a third thing that was a little more minor. Okay. okay. Najee, I think Najee was hurt, uh-huh. and so I don't think Najee had complete. Trust, ability, and agility and burst in his movement. Okay. So that was that was hindering him. Throw on top of that the fact that the offensive line had not gelled yet. Yep. And it was ugly. Yep. It was ugly. Now, the third thing, which I consider a little more minor, and it actually probably has a whole lot of little spindles off of it was a combination of getting that lot. Yeah. The offensive line coach, getting that line to gel, get into his good zone blocking scheme, which they got pretty good at Mm -hmm. and getting Najee to trust that zone blocking scheme as well as his health got better, Najee, quit dancing around back there looking for the hole. We're running this zone scheme. Get the ball. Go to where you know you should be going. The hole Trust will that be they're there. going to do what they need to do for it to work. The hole will be there when you get there. And what do you know most of the time it was? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you know all those things I listed? I, I asked you if it was this, this, that, or the other mm-hmm. thing. All those things. I would. My answer to that would have been... Yes. Could have been some <laughs> In other of words, all of it. it's a little bit of all of it, but some more than others. I was going to say, I was going a little bit beyond the typical Dave answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the t- yeah. Got to, got to, got to get that typical Dave answer. Yeah. You know, got to be, go beyond that. I, but it, I feel like it was part of that. It really was. Um, I think, the, you know, all, a lot of those things played into it, some more than others. And you really hit on the ones that I think were the biggest Bottom line is, see, I I brought up some some things um, Thursday night 
on the um, um, on the preview, which is funny because I ran in, sat down in the chair, and we went live as soon as I came from 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 Kyle's basketball game. Didn't really have time to to gather my thoughts or anything of that nature. And uh, but one of the things that I said about the storyline people weren't talking about was I said, you know, the Steelers were the number one, you know, they're the highest paid defense. Well, over the last nine games, you know, they should be doing better. Over the last nine games of the season, they were the number one defense in the NFL. So they actually lived up to the hype. And then people were like, oh, but look at their schedule. Look at who they're playing. I'm like, so you want them to become more of the number one defense? It's not like they can become more number one. They were number one, you know, whether, whether they were, you know, because they had lesser opinion, did you want them to be a, 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 a more of a number one defense? They were the number one defense. What, what more could they have done against that competition than be number one? So yeah, you could take that, you know, if if they're like, they were the number two defense, oh, well, it was bad competition. They should have been number one. Well, that's because they could have, you know, increase their rank. They couldn't increase their rank any higher. Now you now I can see what you're saying. They could have even played better defense, but all you can do is play the games that you have in front of you. And the Steelers played some really good rushing teams in the second half of the season when it comes to the defense. I mean, you know, they're the Steelers defense playing the offense. Right. But they also played some really good rushing defense teams like the Baltimore Ravens twice. Yes. And they still were able, I mean, when you outrush the Baltimore Ravens, where your defense is keeping them under what they normally do, and your offense is doing more against them than what they do, regardless of who the quarterback is, that's that's a good thing. So, yes, yeah, some of it was the opponents that they played. Yeah, they weren't always going up against the strongest run defense, but there was times that you're just like, okay, um, if should they throw the ball because they're going up against good run defense? No, the Steelers, the last time they played the Ravens, they ran it anyway, and they were able to do it. To me, that was the game that showed it didn't matter who their opponent was. They were running the ball well. Yes. So, yeah. yeah no, the, the other ones, they- you, you couldn't really take that. But for that last, you know, their second matchup against the Ravens, you could, you could really look at it that way. So we've got Najee Harris. We feel good about Najee Harris, right? We feel good about Jalen Warren being a guy that's there that could, you know, fill in if needs needs to be, but could really reduce the workload like he did this past year. Um, then beyond that, you've got the other running back that was on the roster all season was Benny Snell Jr. Only ran the ball, I'm pretty sure, in only one game. Key special teams guy. So, but he's a free agent. What do you think of Benny Snell Jr.? Do you think the Steelers should uh, should do anything there? They could. Yeah. yeah. You know, if they do, it's because um, they'll push to have him there because they say, hey, we're okay with him being the RB3 and a, special, and a great special teams player. Yeah. And if they're okay with that and say, you know what, we can get him, we can get him, you know, for fairly cheap. He he understands he'll be that depth piece and and play on special teams. And if he's okay with that, it is the contract that the Steelers like, they could do it because then it's one less thing they have to worry about going into free agency, you know, at, in free agency or the draft, one less thing they might have to worry about. To me, 
your third option at running back has to do something on special teams. Whether a returner, whether a gunner, whether something. Yes. Because it's really hard to have that roster spot there. Kind of someone that you may never have play offense if they don't do anything else. Kind of like the fullback position for the Steelers anymore. You've that they have to contribute in another way. There are guys guys that are the the last guy getting a helmet at their position. They've got to contribute on special teams. You know, not quarterback. That one's a whole different monster. Um, even on the offensive line, those guys are are out there on on, on the field goal teams and things like that. So yeah, that's just one of the things they're going to need to do. So I can see people might be upset. Oh, wow, Benny Snell. If they bring Benny Snell back, it's because he fits that role that he can do that. But I also wouldn't fault him if he wants to go somewhere else. Correct. If he thinks he could be a running back. Correct. Okay? If he thinks he can move up a depth chart by going elsewhere, we understand that, Benny yeah. Snell. And we will not. I, there's no way I would ever fault you for it. And I'd like to see him do well unless he's playing against the Steelers. Or unless he goes to a team in the AFC North. Yeah. Go to a team outside the AFC North. Yeah, don't pull up my kill. Heck, go to an NFC team. Go to an NFC team. And as long as you're not playing the Steelers, I hope you do well. Really do. Like like James Conner. I like to see James Conner doing well. Yes. When it's not affecting the Steelers at all. I, I, yep. Good, great for that guy. Really. Really. I, I lo- love him as a player. Wish he was, you know, things would have been different. But I also understand the Steelers did what they needed to do, and and that's it's exactly what happened. So the only other thing on the depth chart comes uh, guys with futures contracts, and they were both players that spent either part of or all of the season on the Steelers practice squad, and that is Anthony McFarland Jr. and Master Teague. Our two, our two running backs that the Steelers signed to futures contracts. I'm making sure. Oh, wait. And Jason Huntley, who spent the year on the practice squad. Well, at least part of the year on the practice part squad. I'm trying to see if there's any other running back. Not one that I can see right now that they have as a futures contract. So we're going to get into – you know what, Rich? To get into this discussion, because we talked about the past. We talked about this year going on. Great running back room. Feel good about it. Everything else. Do you want to go ahead and do our big question now? Because in essence, that's that's where where it is. Um, or do you have anything else you want to talk about first? Hold on. Uh, well, okay. I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. Okay, that's fine. Because technically, it it fits. Because we're okay. not going to do a week. Oh, by I know what you're doing. Right, we have to bring up the fullback. We have to bring up the fullback. Perfect. Yeah, you're exactly right. Okay, you're exactly right. I'm sorry. We could throw the fullback in with tight end, but no, we'll go ahead and do it here. Let's go. I I think it. I think I'd rather do it here. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you know, Derek Watt is a free agent, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. And so the question is, is do the Steelers bring him back? Now, you know, Mike Tom says since JJ Watt retired, we have to bring Derek Watt back just in case TJ needs. Uh, you know, uh, a limb or an organ <laughs> or, you know, something like that. A transfusion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and he could come back and yeah. I could see that. Um, we, because of where he was on the free agent market a couple of years ago, you know, we paid him pretty good over this yes. contract. I would imagine that it will still be an okay contract if the Steelers bring him back but it's not going to be along the same lines of the contract he just finished. 
Yes. Derek Watt is now, he turned 30 in November. He is 30 years old. The market for a 30-year-old fullback that are that are out there, um, you know, like all pro kind of guy, pro bowl, that's not Derek Watts. And the thing with Derek Watt is the biggest thing that he had coming in that I when they signed him that I that I said, this is what he brings to the Steelers more than anything. Availability. Then what happens? He misses four games in 2020. Yeah. He played all 17 games in 2021. What happened in 2022? He missed the entire preseason. I, I still think that's why he wasn't the special teams captain because he didn't play all preseason. Yeah. So he was in 2021. So to me, Derek Watt, 30 years old, everything else, that's when you got to say to a guy, you know, do you really think you're going to get a big contract somewhere else? We when gave you the big contract when you were due for one. That's pretty big for a fullback. It's time to look at you, even if it's a year-by-year thing that's on the um, veteran salary benefit. We'll pay you you know, this amount of money that gives us a little bit of cut, on a little bit of break on the salary cap. And I think they should go ahead and write into the contract special bonuses (laughs) in case we do take an appendage, an organ, or use him for a transfusion for DJ. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, I mean, if they want to do a two-year deal, you do a two-year deal. You know, that's that allows you to that, you know, half the money's paid as a signing bonus now. The other half is next year's salary. Um, or I'd say half the money's paid now between the base salary and the signing bonus. And then that way, if it if it's like, yeah, you're kind of done, you save half the contract and part of it gets spread into the next year. That's not a big deal. If you do that, or 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 you just bring him in for, for a cheaper deal. But if he's going to command a lot of money, I think I'd be really curious here. I don't want to go back and look at every – once again, I'm bringing up a topic that would require looking at every snap. I just got to ask Jeffrey what he remembers. How much did Derek Watt line up in in the backfield, in the I formation, versus how much he lined up as an H-back? Yeah. If he's lining up as an H-back, that's something – the tight ends can do, particularly Connor Hayward. I don't know about putting Connor Hayward in the eye and things like that. He's a little bit small. You know, that's where Andrew Wilbur thought he was going to be a fullback and not a tight end. I liked how the Steelers are using Connor Hayward. If you don't have Derek Watt, you at least have someone that if you that if it's five snaps a game that could go do that and play special teams and be the tight end. But I like having someone that can do it. So it's either got to be Derek Watt or someone that can that can fill in and, and do those kind of things. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm cool with Derek Watt back on on the cheap. Yep. All right. You go with that. Yes. Now we okay. can go to your question. Now we can go to the question. This is the final question to kind of talk about this. You know that, that we do every night. Last week, loved it. Didn't have people jumping the gun. Everyone remembered. I'm going to ask the question to Rich. He's going to answer. I'm going to answer. I'm going to put it out there in the live chat. You all are going to do it. And it's the same answers as it's been the last two weeks. The question is, the Steelers have their one-two punch at running back, you know, assuming everyone's healthy and everything going into the season. Right now, if you're forming this roster, the question is, who's the number three guy? Who's the number three guy? Is it... They were on the 2022 team. That includes the practice squad. So if you're talking, oh, it could be, you know, it could be Snell, McFarland, even Teague. That would be 
roster that they were on last year's roster at some point? Is it someone that they're going to bring in in free agency? Is it someone that they're is, are they going to use another late draft pick to try to get another running back or mid draft? Well, they don't really have mid draft picks. Um, they don't have any in running five or six. Or are they going to do a trade for a running back? Which I don't know if that that would be the thing. So that's your four options. Everyone, you're going to have that option. You're going to type in those words when I tell you it's ready. Um, so, Rich, where do you think the third running back for the Steelers is coming this year? I I really feel that the Steelers are going to use this year to roll with what they've got, meaning that okay. they're going to have somebody who was on the roster this past year, whether that is getting Benny Snell re-signed to a, to a contract where he understands he's RB3 and, and, and plays special teams, or Ant-Mac or Teague probably coming up maybe to fill that RB3 roll that would allow the Steelers to not have to give up any draft capital in a trade or anything mm-hmm. like that. Don't have to go out and search the, the free agent free market. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't have to use a draft pick somewhere for that. That would, mm-hmm. that would be really nice. Now that's not to say that's one where I'm saying probably, you know, 70% chance it's somebody that's on the roster. Um, there's still a small chance that they could get a free agent. Um, you just never know what could just stumble along that you couldn't, uh, Omar Khan couldn't pass up the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but I want to say it's probably much more likely coming from last year's roster. And if I were to answer this question first, that's what I would have said. But what I'm going to do is just for the sake of not saying the same thing, I'm going to say it's a scenario of I'm going to say free agent. No, I'm not talking about someone that signs on on you know agrees to a deal on the 13th or signs signs on the 15th. Thing. I'm talking someone who might come in the first week of training camp. Someone else might have been cut from somewhere else or, or or whatever. There might be an injury. We need another running back here. They're going to bring in someone that's actually played in the NFL before, and but they just happen to be out there. The Steelers bring him in, and what do you know? They want to keep him for the third guy. Could even be like a Jer- Jeremy McNichols type person. Um, because technically he was on last year's roster. People are so great, no one's jumped a gun. So there's the question. It is in the live chat now for people to go. <laughs> so I know people were ready for that. Um, once again, man, it's great when people listen to the rules. Um, it just it's it's it just makes us smile, it just makes us smile. Makes so you know what? This is why you guys have had, you know. We're talking about practice. You've had a lot of practice. Not a game. Not yeah. a game. Not a game. <laughs> oh, We're I clicked the about... wrong one. <laughs> well, what else is there? <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted this we're one. We're talking about practice. Yeah, we're talking about practice. You all had lots of practice doing this. If you're here in the offseason, chances are you're someone who's here a lot. Yep. Um, especially this time of year. But, yeah, we've got a bunch of them. So I am yep. ready to dive in. Um Wait a second. I've I've lost my I skipped. There it is. Ha ha. Steel Dog 88. He was ready first. He's saying it's on the roster. Yep. Uh Brian Brown says on the team already. Uh Richard Adamson says roster. I'm agreeing with a lot of these people. Uh Steelers Pittsburgh on the team already. Johnny Rocket says roster. Okay. Um, James Galloway says roster. 
Okay. Um, even referred to us as the brother Sco. Um, Bart Mackey says roster. Joseph Donovan, roster. John Walter, roster. Claude Bishop, roster. He specifically gave who it was going to be. Um, and which technically no isn't on the roster now, but was we're talking on last year's roster, just for clarification, yeah. in case you're just joining us. Um, CD says says undrafted free agent. So not just draft specifically undrafted free agent. That's one we didn't throw in there. We kind of lumped those together with the draft. Um, you know, another Jalen Warren type. That's a good yes. one. Okay. Always a possibility. You know, yeah. Just Which, that really comes down to we what sh- we should have said rookie. In the draft. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. We should have said rookie. It could be draft. I'm including okay. undrafted free agent with that. Thank you, CD, for pointing that out. Very good. Tyler W says draft. Um, and that's what Jennifer was saying. Jennifer was saying, um, draft or walk on Jennifer, make sure you listen to stat geek Thursday. Um, the question that I couldn't answer before it's coming, it's coming. So, uh, I still need to figure out how to pronounce your last name so I can give you credit for that. Um, don't I, don't I tell you like every week? Yeah, I still can't, I can't remember. I look at it and then I, then I forget. Um, Pricer. lots, huh? Pricer. Pricer. Tom, okay. Hopefully that's right. Okay. Thomas Riley. He says draft. So uh, I think I'm I think I'm alone with people saying um, saying what, what I was saying. It's a possibility if someone comes in um, from outside for that RB three. But I'm okay with what the Steelers have. Okay, Sherry Richards. Thank you. Can't can't miss Sherry. Okay, um, UDFA undrafted free agent. Yeah, that's 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 one that we should have specifically said. That's very very possible because you. You know they're going to have someone, either an undrafted rookie free agent or rookie tryouts, because they're going to need a running back at rookie minicamp. Correct. So yeah. someone's going to have an opportunity there. I like players like a Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland as your third option, better than your first or second options. That's kind of like when we when we eventually talk about defensive tackle, Chris Wormley. Love him as the first guy in in the rotation. Yeah, not as much when he's your starter, right? But you, but on defensive line, you need someone like that. I really, you know, I I, I really do. So this, so when you're talking about someone, you know, by the end of the season, Malik Reed wasn't even the guy to be the third linebacker. The problem was is when he had to be the second linebacker when T.J. Watt was out. Things of that nature, you know, when when someone is playing, you know, one one spot above where they should be. Some people were even saying that about. I'll get to that in a second. About like Dan Moore, rather than being your left tackle, being your swing tackle, being your reserve, and stuff like that. These are the kind of things to remember when when guys that were up there get pushed down the the, the depth chart. I like them a lot better where they are. All right. So lifelong fan oh seven says. <laughs> In yeah. all honesty, RB3 is the last thing I'm thinking about. I agree. Look, <laughs> believe it or not, that's kind of the point of this show tonight. Yes. Is we are so happy with where the running back room sits right now that really all we're seeing as a worry is who's RB3. Yes. And if that's all we're worried about in that room, Woo! that room is in really good shape. Yes. That's the key. That's the key. That if that is what's going on, then that's good. This is, I mean, we weren't talking about RB3 last year. No, we were talking, we're talking about, about RB2. RB2. 
That's right. It yeah. was RB2 because we didn't know. This year the year before, like, what were we talking about? RB1. RB1. So we're moving one spot down each year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe next year we're not talking about it at all. That's right. Because RB3 is locked in. That, you know, great place to be. Great place to be, especially, especially in a position in the NFL that players are going to miss games. Yes. Players are going to miss games. The the running back, a running back that goes three years without missing a game is it's like a unicorn (laughs) you know it's so rare you can you can barely talk about it so um so so rich this is fun tonight we you know we talked a little bit about the about uh things because they were late with how they put it in there so i thought you maybe didn't see it but but uh so he's at the very end said the answer Roster. <laughs> uh, that's, that's Tony Ringor said. Yeah, roster. Tony Ringor yeah. says says yeah. by the end, roster. Yeah. So I mean, we started off t- tonight. You know, we had to talk Why about. Not? It's just what what you have to do, um, and some things going on. Speaking of things going on, still lots of great stuff being covered at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you're checking it out. Um, another great article from KT Smith today. If nothing else. His articles run on Tuesday every week. It's when we run them. It's very rare that it's not a Tuesday. You gotta check, you've got to check the website on Tuesdays for, for, for that alone. Um, I've got stuff out there all the time. Some really I, I've been doing exit interviews for players, two of them every day, been some good discussions and, and stuff there. Um, just lots of various things. Um I'm just guys ramping up for the draft. Yep, guys ramping up for the draft, but also taking, you know. This is a time where where a lot of the writing we're we're kind of taking a, a different look at things, like looking at from looking at some things from slightly different perspectives, mm-hmm. or or um, really, I don't want to say stretching. That's the wrong word, but but looking at potential possibilities. Um, you know, sometimes you could say yes, some of it's speculation, but you know, the, we try to put as much real thought into, you know, how it could potentially play out as we can. Um, like you said, just, there's still a lot of good stuff being pumped out. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't rest for us. It really doesn't. We're coming to you 24-7, 365. Thomas Raleigh asked a good question. When is, when in March does free agency start? The legal tampering period starts at noon on Monday, March 13th. The official league year starts at 4 p.m. on March 15th. 15th that's wednesday that's when all teams have to be salary cap compliant i had a salary cap article uh today at the website after they came out with the definite amount i gave my rough estimate not my exact value that we're at before i start keeping a running tab through the off season because there's still a few question marks of things out there um and of course our podcasts are, are still coming so make sure you're checking them out um tomorrow morning you'll have another let's ride i i really enjoy jeffrey benedict's um um, cutting room floor this morning. Um, he, he was talking wide receivers, spent a lot of time on Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, what they do well, what they don't do well, and how they're opposite things. And uh, re- really dove dove deep into that, some really good stuff. But um, there's something for everybody with our podcast. So if you, if you still haven't found exactly what you're looking for, chances are try one of the ones you haven't checked out before. If you haven't listened to all of them before, yeah. um, you might be, might be missing a gem. Rich, what do you have to say to close us out here tonight? Oh, let's see. Finally, you know, 
I'm no football this weekend, I other say, than the Senior Bowl. <laughs> I would say this is the first weekend in quite a long time that there's really not football. Yeah. Um, there was air quotes around that, you know, because yeah. there's really nothing going on, yeah, the which is yeah. which is sad in some ways. Um, even more sad that you know we're not getting ready for the Steelers to play the following week. But you know, our our, our time's coming. Um, so I, um, I, I'm going to take the weekend and do some other things. Um, actually, I. I what? What? I don't what want to interrupt. Here? You have to finish the the, the 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 thing. There's something I forgot to plug. I don't know if anyone else caught it. Monday on our audio only podcast exclusive interview, Brian Anthony Davis with Calvin Austin the third. Oh, make sure you check that out. I checked that out. It's there anywhere you find podcasts. Type in Steelers. We're going to, uh, behind the steel curtain is going to be one of the top ones you find. Um, check that one out. That was good stuff. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah. Uh, I got another weekend where, let's see, I got a couple basketball games to call on Saturday. Uh, if the weather gets cold enough up here that I can keep from falling through the ice, I might do a little <laughs> ice fishing on Sunday. Um, you know, still finding things to do and relax. But one other thing that I will be doing is checking things out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Because there's always, you know, it, it's, I'm serious. It is my way that I can stay connected to the Steelers all the time. And of course, next week I'll be right back here with Dave. We'll probably get a little Super Bowl preview in, but mm-hmm. we're going to get right back into talking Steeler football. Uh, can probably going to be continued to break down some position groups like we've been doing the past few weeks. So, you know, what what's more exciting than the fact that, that I know that in another week I'll be sitting here with my brother, like we used to do growing up, talking Steeler football. Can't wait.